0: This is Meg Tilton at The A Life, episode number 40, Feel the Clean, my interview with Laura Nicewainer. This is The 8 Life. A place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello friends, and welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm glad you each are here. I have a great podcast for you today. Today, I am interviewing Laura Nicewainer. Laura and I met in the LDS Church's self-reliance class on how to start your own business. And Laura owns her own cleaning business, so I thought she was a perfect fit for this month's topic of how to make a house a home, because if we really want to make our house a home, it has to be clean, right? And I don't know about all of you, but I don't really like to clean. I know a lot of women like to clean, and I wish I had that gene. (laughs) I really do, but I don't. But here's the thing. This is one reason I love doing interviews. And it's because I go in with kind of a preconceived notion of what is going to happen and probably what they're going to say. Because I give all my interviewees the questions ahead of time so they can kind of prepare. I think that's only fair. And of course, I ask follow up questions based on their answers, which I can't know until they, ans- they answer the questions that I ask them. But this interview was one that I just really enjoyed because she gave so many great answers that I just wasn't really totally expecting. I just thought it was such great insight and it just confirms to me how much we all need each other and we need each other's perspectives and we need each other's viewpoints and that we're each just so important. So I hope you come away, if nothing else, from this podcast today, knowing that you're needed, that you're valued, that you have worth, and that you have something that that only you can contribute to the world and that the world needs that. And if I can help just one person a week realize that, then it would just be amazing. And I would do it just for that. But I hope to help many women realize that because I really do feel that that is true, that each of us is here for a very specific purpose that only we can fulfill. So I hope that you not only find some really good cleaning tips in this interview, but that you learn about faith and a testimony of Jesus Christ more, because Laura has tremendous faith and a deep testimony of Jesus Christ. And she not only lives by gospel principles in her personal life, but she also carries those into her work as well. And she is such a great example to me of following the path God has in store for you and going forward with faith. And so, I hope you walk away after listening to this interview uplifted and that knowing God is most definitely in the details of your life and that He cares about you and He needs you and He wants you exactly where you are. So, let's get to the interview. Welcome to the podcast this week, everyone. I'm excited to be here with my guest, Laura Nicewainer. Laura, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning, Meg. Hi. So I always like to give my guests a chance to introduce themselves and kind of let my listeners know who they are and some fun things about them. So could you go ahead and give a brief introduction of who you are? Okay.
1: Um, well, my name is, my name is Laura Swainer. Um On my business cards, it says Laurie, because that's my technical legal name. And that's like a long story, so we mm-hmm. won't go into that. <laughs> but anyway, um, my husband and I, um, we have a blended family. We have five adult children. We had three sons and two daughters and two college-aged granddaughters. We were married 12 years ago and we were sealed in the St. Louis, Missouri temple in 2010.
2: Mm-hmm. We're both
1: converts to the church and we're the, you know, and right now we are the only living members and we've done work for our deceased family members in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, we're always hoping that our children will want to uh, be interested in coming to the church. Um, my husband Curtis was diagnosed last March with pulmonary fibrosis and he died. That was a very sacred, it's sad, but very sacred time for both of us. Since our children have all grown up and moved out on their own, we have kind of a small zoo, or I guess I should say I do. You know, Curtis kind of wasn't much of an animal person when we first started dating. I'm known as the snake lady at our church picnics, I'm the one that brings that bio ball python. I don't know if you've ever gone to the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, like, Did that's you there awesome. was a snake here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oddly, it's it's usually like the little bitty kids that you would think would be terrified uh-huh. that want to get their pictures taken. And, and she's a big snake. So she, yeah. uh, you know, usually needs somebody to kind of help hold her up. Yeah. Um, the kids like to get their pictures taken with the snakes. I have a big album of uh, different missionaries that have served in our ward. You know, they want to get a picture of the snake wrapped around their neck
2: uh-huh. and,
1: um, you know, the different kids. So I have uh one ball python. She's eighteen years old. Uh she's about as tall as I am, about five foot two.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um she I have two cats and two dogs and I just recently got two turtles. So Yeah. It's a busy household (laughs) for you. Yeah, it's a houseful. And so (laughs) that's one of the reasons I thought, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do this podcast in my car because there's just you know too many distractions and even though the turtles can't really say anything (laughs) they they do bang on their aquarium they're uh red-eared sliders are beggars I didn't know that Mm. they will beg and mooch for food even when they're not hungry so yeah
0: um yeah you know I'm so glad That I finally put a face to the snake at the Memorial Day picnic because my son, (laughs) for a long time, he was like, Mom, there's a snake here. I'm so excited because he was really wanting to be a herpetologist. And so I, um, in fact, for his birthday one year, we um, got this reptile guy that's here in St. Louis, and he came to our house and Uh brought snakes and a small alligator and like a tarantula and a scorpion. And it was really cool. Cool. It was really cool. So it is. And that's where I want the snakes to stay is in somebody else's house. They don't need to be in my house.
2: So I'm
1: good with that. You know, I have found she has come in really handy when, um, you know, sometimes you get some unwanted guests that come over and They look like they're going to stay for a long time, and I usually say, oh, be careful if you sit on that couch. My snake got out, and that's usually, and then it's funny (laughs) how quickly they (laughs) realize they had somewhere else they needed to be five minutes ago, and so they usually leave, so, (laughs) you know. Even if you don't, I guess you don't have to have a real snake to do that, but it kind of helps.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. That is awesome. Well, good. So I met you actually through the LDS Church's self-reliant course on how to start your own business. So I'm having you here on the podcast today because I want you to tell us about your business and why you chose this field to go into because I'm talking about how to make your house a home and I think what you do is very important in that. So could you just give my listeners a brief
1: overview of what you do? Sure, okay, well, I used to clean professionally. I worked for a cleaning company uh, back in 2006. Uh, I worked for them for a little while, and then I kind of branched out on my own. So I was, I've been cleaning for over 10 years in the Wentzville, uh, O'Fallon, Lake St. Louis areas. In 2014, my husband started his own appliance repair company. And so I kind of went down to cleaning homes just part-time, and then I took a full-time corporate job just you know for the benefits, uh-huh. while well, our plan was to build up uh, C&L Appliance Repair. And, and I guess it was, I think it was 2015, actually, it was um, uh, Thanksgiving Day. My husband and I both received separate revelations. You know, in the church, we believe that, you know, when you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can receive personal revelation. Uh And each of us received a separate revelation that we were to get out of debt and become financially stable so that we could become foster parents.
2: Uh And,
1: and especially we have a heart for older children that, you know, that maybe aren't wanted, you know, I hate to say unwanted children because, you know, certainly Heavenly Father wants these children. They are loved by someone, but just sometimes they don't have parents or family members to take care of them. And it's just, um, you know, it's, really has a uh, an impact on our society and we felt like that was something we were supposed to do um we have you know, backgrounds where you know we work with different people that have uh struggled with addiction and that you know that that has been a, a big part of our lives and the other thing was my husband needed to take care of his he had uh sclerosis which is the narrowing of the arteries Um, Mm -hmm. He has a total of 13 stents, and he's had several heart attacks over the years. So we wanted to also, you know, work on him being healthy. So when, uh, in 2017, when he kept getting pneumonia, it was like being hit by an earthquake, like the ground beneath us was suddenly gone. You know, Mm -hmm. the doctor said he could live for five years, but we both sensed that he probably wasn't going to make it till Christmas. And Mm -hmm. so during those months, we prayed a lot, we drew closer closer to the Savior. And as Latter-day Saints, you know, we've been sealed for eternity. That means that our covenants, our marriage covenants last forever. Uh And we still knew because of that, that we could still fulfill that calling to be a parent to these troubled children. Uh And before my husband died, I promised him that I would continue. Um, And Uh so um, in January of this year, I was meeting with my bishop for, you know, know, once a year, you know, uh, tithing settlement mm-hmm. and he said that he felt like I should join the self reliance class. You know, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, you know, maybe I can build up my clientele like I did a few years ago. And mm-hmm. then he challenged me instead to dream bigger. He encouraged me to imagine myself as an employer and being able to do what I love and train others.
2: Mm-hmm. And that
1: this would mm-hmm. able, enable me to financially support the covering house and Operation Underground Railroad. Those are two organizations that help rescue and restore sex trafficking survivors. And many of them are children and a lot of them are children in the foster care system. And I knew that, you know, I already had the service skills, but I really lacked the business skills. I mean, I don't know anything about running a business. You know, I know what I like and what I don't like, but I really don't know how that fits in the scheme of things. So I thought, well, I'll do this and you know, try to build up a successful company. So I continue doing, you know, what, what I know God has set out for me to do. And I knew that this was clear direction from the Lord. And so I just made, you know, the necessary sacrifices so that I could attend classes every week. Uh And so that's how Feel the Clean LLC was born.
2: Uh Okay. Well,
1: another reason I chose this particular field is it stems from my love for Jesus Christ because I just love how I feel. You know, after you repent or you overcome some kind of weakness, it's just a clean feeling. And as I clean people's homes, I imagine myself like getting rid of the dirt, you know, mm-hmm. and the things that accumulate, you know, as the Savior helped us to get rid of our sins.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, one time my customer gave me a thank you card for making her home, quote, feel different.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: quote, And she was not a Christian. And so I sensed that she was kind of struggling to explain what she meant by feel different.
2: Mm-hmm. And she didn't
1: realize that feeling was from the Holy Ghost which I pray for all of my customers to feel in their homes. Mm -hmm. This changes me also because my customers become like my family and my desire to constantly improve their home increases. Mm
0: -hmm. So a follow-up to those questions. I think it's so great that you have really used the Holy Ghost and personal revelation to develop your business. And I think that you have such a great, business philosophy that you want to make people's homes not only cleaner but a place to have the spirit more and I think that that is such a awesome trait that I've noticed in you in the class that when we've been in there and how your heart is just really in it for really good reasons I mean of course you want to make money that's a big thing you have to make money because it's your living but you want to do it for more than just simply cleaning houses and I think that that is so amazing so I commend you for that yeah okay so kind of along the cleaning lines so I have to admit that I don't know about anyone else but I am not a huge cleaning fan I mean I clean because Kind of what you alluded to, I like the feeling that it creates in my house. I don't think it's just the cleanness that comes in when you clean. I think that then people are more easily able to feel the Holy Ghost and be able to have more spiritual experiences when there is order. I mean, and we're commanded to have a house of order. Right. And so I like the results that I get, but I don't like the process. So I wanted to ask you, do you have any tips to help me or others like me enjoy the process of cleaning more? Do you have any mental games you can play or new thoughts that would be helpful?
1: Well, yeah, I, I feel the same way about my own home. So it's. That's not unusual. Right. I think it's you know, when we're we're dealing with our own mess that we, because, I mean, how often are we do we catch ourselves saying, You know, this is what you should do, you know, we're always we can fix other people's problems but <laughs> right. we really don't know how to do it ourselves so right. you know, I feel the same way. And yeah, some mental games help. I like to not really like imagine myself as the savior, but hard water was like the biggest thing. I just oh it's so uh-huh. hard to get, you know, hard water there's probably a million chemicals on the market that say that they get rid of hard water and they don't work. Uh-huh. Um, so to be able to, you know, to like challenge myself, you know, well, if I, if I can get, you know, this much often, surely I kind of compare it maybe to, you know, if I can do this, then I can do that. Let's uh-huh. say that there's some kind of, uh, spiritual or emotional, challenge that I might have going on, like, uh, struggling with eating healthier and exercise. There's another one we all love to do. Right. (laughs) Um, so I kind of imagine myself that, you know, well, if I can, if I can accomplish this, then I can surely do that. And it just like little mental games, like you said, those, those really help, you know, I don't have small kids at home, so there's going to be a big difference there, I think, in Mm -hmm. how you, you know, approach that. Um, Mm You know, with smaller kids, you might want to you know, say whoever gets done fastest or, you know, whoever can do the best job, make it shine the most or, or whatever that whatever it is that you're trying to get everybody in, involved in cleaning mm-hmm. that that usually helps. And, yeah. you know, of course, always looking at that, you know, what the end result, you know, just feels better. Other tips that I, you know, really stress is. Bar soap, if you don't need it, don't use it. You know, there's like if you're allergic to soft soap or you're you whatever your reason is for not wanting to use soft soap, Uh bar soap is like the worst thing. I mean, just seeing what it does to showers and bathtubs and sinks kind of makes me wonder, how is that coming off your skin? Uh You know, if you need to if I got to scrub that hard to get it off your bathtub, um, magic eraser works great. Um, mm-hmm. but you're not going to take magic eraser and Dawn dish soap to your body. I hope, right. <laughs> you know, to scrub that off. But yeah, yeah. that's one of the things I think that makes the, that makes cleaning so much harder. Um, it wouldn't have to be done as often. So, um, yeah. and just another thing is, uh, a lot of the stuff that's on the market that says, you know, like, especially with stainless steel cleaners,
2: uh-huh. um,
1: You know, Mm -hmm. I use mostly for most of the homes I clean, I use just a very few simple, you know, I'll use like uh, some diluted Mr. Clean, you know, to clean out the toilets. I don't usually use bleach unless it's, you know, severe. Dawn dish soap, um, magic erasers, uh, some Windex. You know, I usually try not to use anything real cheap. I don't Uh use Pledge Uh because it's not necessary, I don't think. I do use quality Swiffer dusters. Those are nice. um, Uh And plus I throw them away. Uh-huh. Rather than, you know, a lot of cleaning companies, they give you a feather duster. And so you go from one person's home, take their dust and then go and sprinkle it in somebody else's home. Right. This way you can throw them away when they're done. Right. So, you know, a lot of it is having the right equipment. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so disappointing when you spent a lot of money on these, you know, solutions that don't work. Yeah. That's just going to make you have a bad attitude about going about cleaning anyway when you know that it's not really going to work.
0: Yes, I totally agree. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's so confusing. There's You go to the cleaning aisle at any store and there's 20 million products and I'm sitting there going, I don't know which one to use and they are a yeah. lot of money. <laughs> and then you bring it home and you're like, I don't like what this does. And so it's good to know that you who professionally mm-hmm. cleans other people's homes, you kind of just keep it simple and basic. And Right. That's good to know.
1: And I learned that from trial and error that, you know, yeah, almost none of them really work. There's a few, you know, I do have Murphy's oil soap because I like the way that it smells. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a, like, again, it's, you know, uh, not always necessary. Usually for hardwood floors, I'll, sometimes I'll use a little bit of Murphy's and some uh, vinegar, mm-hmm. you know, watered down. Uh, not the spray kind, but the kind that you Soak your mop head in, and then apply directly to the floor. Mm -hmm. Or I'll use Bona, you know, for people who don't have, you know, kids or pets at home, because usually that it just needs a a little one little shine. Or sometimes I will use Holloway House Finish, which is like a shine. It's almost like a coat of um, nail polish, like clear nail polish, on Mm -hmm. the floor, and it also protects your floor. But there's a special way that has to be applied, and you really have to let it dry before somebody steps on it because it just ruins the whole thing. Right. Somebody does. So usually Mm -hmm. I only do that if there's nobody home. Right. You know, then I'll then I'll use that. But those are like the only specialty products that I use. Everything else is just soap and water and some microfiber and cotton towels
0: yeah so you just talked about Mm -hmm. how you clean floors so let's kind of go through some items some places in the house that are big areas that need cleaning a lot and if you could tell my listeners Mm -hmm. what you use that would be great and how you clean them okay so with the with the wood floors let's start with that one because you just mentioned it do you vacuum them or do you Swiffer dust them how do you like pick up all the initial
1: dirt what is your method? First, I, get, I use a Bona mop, not just to mop the floors, but you can get the, they have the heads that you can use for dust mopping. Okay. So to dry dust mop. And that's really good about, you know, getting around through, you know, getting into corners and stuff. And it can, you, what, you, what I do is I sweep everything up into, you know, a little pile. Mm-hmm. And then I use my vacuum cleaner. I, I use a Dyson or some kind of uh, cyclone vacuum uh-huh. that has the attachment. Some hardwood floors, it's okay to run the vac just a regular part of the vacuum with the beater bars uh-huh. going but I, it's better to just not risk it because sometimes that can't scratch up the floor uh-huh. or can the suction pulls down at the same time and then you can see the little beater bar marks on the floor
2: okay. so I don't
1: do that I'll use the uh, attachment you know because that gets there's a little attachment for on most cyclone vacuums it's a We've got like a little wedge and it has a brush that moves up and down. I use that to also get into corners and I might even take it around if, if the baseboards have dust on the top of them. Uh-huh. You know, you can also use a Swiffer duster on that. They have the long Swiffer duster so you're not crawling around on the floor. So right. a lot of this doesn't require getting on your hands and knees. You know, there's sometimes that you will, right. but you don't need to crawl around and dust your baseboards. You know, those. Right. You now you might have to do it the first time to clean them maybe, but not every time. Right. So that gets around in the corners and makes sure that, you know, when I do an inspection of the floor, I don't want to see little pieces of dirt and dust. Mm -hmm. I want it all swept up. And the Bona uh, duster does all that. I mean, it it gets everything and, you know, puts it in a nice little pile. Then when that's done, depending, again, on the type of floor, for the most persnickety of floors, like with the, the one There is one home where I do use, she likes the Holloway House, the shine, the floor shine. Uh-huh. Whatever cleaner that you're using, always spray it directly onto your mop head. So I have the Bona mop heads. you know, get that wet. Uh-huh. And then I put my cleaner on it directly. Um, I think some of them say, yeah, just squirt it on the floor. That's going to spray up and get on your appliances or, you know, the woodwork or around it. You know, and, and that doesn't come off,
2: mm-hmm. especially
1: like if you get that on stainless steel that's not going to come off. So always put it directly on that pad and then, you know, go back and forth, usually with the grain whenever possible. And then of course, let it dry. It usually takes five to 10 minutes to dry. If Uh I'm just using the Bona floor cleaner, Uh which is a little bit more expensive, but it it works great too. um, I just, again, you know, get a damp mop head and then spray it on there onto the mop head and then apply it to the floor and mm-hmm. just, you know, swift back and forth. That usually dries quickly, too. Quickly meaning between 5 and 10 minutes. Where do you find Bona? Where do I find Bona? Yeah. I get uh, I get the big one, the great big bottle of Bona. You can get it at either Lowe's or Home Depot. Mm-hmm. They have them. Okay. Um, they also have the large bottles of Holloway House for Shine.
2: Okay.
1: So those things work great. And then, you know, every once in a while, you know, there's some people that say that the um, the Murphy's Oil Soap, really isn't all that good there that it tracks dirt um i have not really noticed if it does or not mm-hmm. um and i do use that on occasion you know especially where there's a lot of hardwood floors and if there's a lot of traffic you know if there's going to be people coming back and forth across it then it's going to need more of a wash than just right bona is more of a maintenance i think for people that don't have kids uh-huh. or a lot of traffic you know oh. kids pets or traffic So what if you have a lot of kids
0: and pets like me?
1: (laughs) What would you use? um, Just give it up until they move out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Probably, (laughs) you know, maybe, you know, a few more rugs. I don't know. Hmm. Then I would use the Murphy's oil soap. I've noticed even with my homes, uh, they don't have a lot of kids. But over the holidays, I'll notice that their floors get really dirty and they need to be washed more than just a a maintenance clean Mm -hmm. so I will you know wash it I'll use the Murphy's oil soap dilute that and maybe put a little bit of vinegar if it needs it you Mm -hmm. know because it'll kind of give it an extra shine and kind of overcome that oily oiliness Mm -hmm. but I like it it smells great Uh and um, you know it does it cleans up the floors really nice but it's so important to make sure that the the dirt it's easier when there's no one else there you know see when you have a house full of kids it is harder to keep it clean because after you just swept it, you know, Or, or I don't sweep. I use the dust mop. I right. never, I never use a broom that just really shoves dirt into the cracks and it just, and it can scratch your floor uh-huh. and it, it's frustrating because you never get everything, right. you know, with the dust mop you do and the duster will go underneath, you know, I make sure I get underneath tables, you know, dressers um, underneath the couch, you know, whenever right. I'm able to reach underneath the couch. Uh, Those things are great. Yeah, they get everywhere.
0: Okay, awesome. Okay, so how about the kitchen sink? What do you use to clean a kitchen sink and keep it shiny?
1: Okay, to keep it shiny. Okay, for stainless steel, I love, and this is another one of my specialty products that I just use every now and then. Uh uh, Barkeeper's Friend. Barkeeper's Friend. Awesome. Okay. Barkeeper's Friend. And, of course, you know, wash it out with, um, you know, some Dawn dish soap. But, yeah, it polishes up really nice. I also use it on, um, I have a customer who's got like a brass uh, fittings in her bathroom in Uh the shower, and they get really dingy. You know, Uh I go every two weeks, and I get that thing nice and shiny. It shines everything up really nice. I don't like to use it a whole, I use, I don't like the powder. I mean, you can get it if that's like all you can get. Uh-huh. you know, the powder works fine, but I prefer the liquid and you got to shake it up really good before you use it. Uh-huh. Okay. But the liquid is less, uh, it's less abrasive, but it still cleans.
2: Okay.
1: You know, sometimes it cleans just like letting it sit, you know, like with the brass drain that she has in her shower. I just pretty much apply it to there, you know, I'll rub it a little bit, but mostly it just, it's the whatever that's in it. It's just like magic and it just gets rid of a lot of dinginess it just shines it up really nice i just love it awesome and then also check your drain check your drain Mm -hmm. um those things stink and you might wonder why (laughs) did you take the trash out i mean what is it that stinks it's the drain people don't take those little rubber drains out and uh and scrub them because it has little folds where it holds that the mold and food and stuff that gets in there so if you have one of those little uh rubber yeah, covers that goes over your drain. Those come out. You know, you can run them okay. through your dishwasher. I recommend you know washing them, you know, every couple days because those things stink.
0: Good to know. I don't think I've ever washed mine, which is disgusting. I guess. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they will be going in the dishwasher today. So good to know. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, awesome. How about Definitely granite? About that. Yeah, how about granite countertops? I hate my granite countertop. I have to say, I am not a huge fan. I don't like it because I feel like I can never get it clean.
1: Honestly, I've, cause I've heard that same thing you know, from some people, and I think I don't understand what there is to the not like about it, but then I don't know how you're cleaning it. I don't see any need for a special granite cleaner. I just, mm-hmm. you know, Dawn dish soap and, you know, um, a microfiber towel. Uh, to wipe it down real good, and usually it's going to take some elbow grease. If something, you know, crusty has dried on it, it's going to need to, you know, be washed off. Um, I don't know if maybe people are just letting it air dry. That Mm. would make it look smeary. That's going to make anything look smeary. With the exception of floors, I usually towel dry everything, you know, whether it's the shower, and definitely countertops, stainless steel, fixtures, all those things. After I've washed it you know, I go back and I dry it right, with a clean clean towel with no chemicals on it. Okay. So, you know, I'll maybe use a microfiber. They're usually blue. You can get those at Home Depot also. Wash that down and then take a towel and dry over it. I've never had anybody complain about the way I clean their granite. So I assume, you know, but I hear that a lot and I always wonder. They're usually, they, they look so chaotic <laughs> you know right. there's a pattern right. i wonder how can you ever even see anything if it is dirty but that's the only thing i could think of is if you're not towel drying it anything that you don't towel dry your you know stove tops right. or everything it's yeah. going to dry smeary and water spotted
0: yeah i think it's my darn kids again They always have, like, fingerprints. And the problem is is it doesn't really show the dirt if I'm looking down on it, which is good, right? Uh But if I catch it in the right light, then I can see all the dirt that I didn't get, and that's really frustrating because I'm like, I can't see it when I'm normally looking at it. So I can't – I always have to go to, like, this side position
1: to see how to get it all clean. So Yeah, and I I do that too. I get down at all different angles Mm -hmm. looking at – everything when I clean it to make sure that, you know, how does it look in this light? How does it look when the lights are turned off? How does it look when they're off? Right. Um, Yeah. So I do all that too.
0: Okay.
1: So I know what you mean. And if you're using a granite cleaner that might have oil in it, Uh that's just asking for fingerprints.
0: Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. How about this one? This one's really hard for me is we have a glass shower like the doors and stuff. So mm-hmm. how do you keep the water yeah. spots off of that? What's a good thing to do?
1: Okay, and this is, I guess, another one of those things that I don't usually buy, but some people do, they, that sprays in between showers, and sometimes that, that does seem to make a difference. Uh-huh. So I have a customer that I clean their house once a month, and they have that awful bar soap, because <laughs> yes, uh-huh. they don't have soft soap in their shower,
2: uh-huh. and
1: their, their shower doors are the easiest ones to clean. Now, there is something I use for hard water that is a little, I just started using it. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I honestly think that my scrubby pad is what's, you know, getting everything off. But Comet bathroom cleaner, Uh that's supposed to get hard water stains off. It won't remove all of them, you know, if
2: if
1: they've been there for a while, you're, you know, that's just not going to get rid of all of them. But it does get rid Mm -hmm. of a lot of it. And then... Dawn dish soap and you know I keep saying Dawn dish soap you know pretty much any dish soap Mm -hmm. I use Dawn dish soap because that works on stainless steel and if I'm going to be carrying dish soap I might as well carry around the one that's going to work on everything so I'll use Dawn dish soap something for you know some kind of uh, disinfectant you know uh, Mr. Clean is usually Mm -hmm. what I use diluted in water and then um, you know magic eraser wherever the, the stains are really tough Right. If you have the kind of shower doors that will pop off the track, I will wash underneath those and then get in between the, you know, where the door, where it holds the doors in at the bottom. Cause uh, orange mold builds up in there too. Just all that stuff kind of makes it, you know, kind of feel nasty, yucky. So yeah, that's, uh, and that's usually, that's the big one that most people want is the shower, you know, the showers. People have a hard time with showers. Um, and again, Magic Bubbles promises that, you know, we work hard so you don't have to. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha, as they laugh, you know, when they take all your money right. and then they didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> you know, they are the, the lazy bombs of, of, you know, in my my opinion, I don't like them. It's elbow grease. It's, you know, just regular dish soap that takes off soap scum. And, and then the stains that get on the bottom of your shower floor from people's dirty feet, uh, all that takes it, strips it right off.
0: I wanted to ask you, like, when you go into people's homes and you clean, what do you find is, like, the most number one neglected area that people should really maybe focus on? So, like, if I only had 15 minutes to clean every day, where should I really focus my efforts to get the most bang for my elbow grease, I guess? I
1: guess, yeah, I think it depends on where, because you work from home, is that right? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Then your workspace your personal space i mean i know that maybe that sounds kind of selfish and uh contradictive uh-huh. but you know i'm going by what i notice for myself too you know I, a lot of the homes i go into the living rooms really aren't used that much or even the kitchens you know sometimes uh-huh. they don't really mm-hmm. use their kitchens very often so those don't even you really require a whole lot of my attention you know but it's usually like the bathrooms and stuff I think that the place where you're spending a lot of your time, and if that's your, if you're working from home, your workspace, that would be the area that you would want to focus on the most. My desk, my desk was all cluttered, and every time I sat down to it, I was just always aware of all the things I haven't done, right. you know, even the things I couldn't see, like stuff that's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, kind of like sin. You can stick it away or hide it or pretend it's not there, but you really do know it is. Right. even if nobody else sees that my drawers are filled with junk I need to go through and get rid of, I know it's there and uh-huh. it bothers me. So right. if I sit down at my desk, I just feel all that, ah, you know, right. even if it's not visible, right. I just know it's there. So that would be the area. And if I spend 15 minutes a day, just getting rid of stuff that, you know, um, I was listening to your podcast yesterday with your friend, the interior decorator, uh-huh. you know, we don't, a lot of the stuff we have, we don't really need. It doesn't really add anything. In fact, it's just, it's adding stress right, to our lives. Yeah. So that would be the main area because it's about feeling clean, you know, the mm-hmm. feeling, you know, how you feel about your home. It doesn't always have to be perfectly clean, Right. you know, in order to, in fact, I, you know, this also sounds like, you know, I'm trying not to get anybody's business, but <laughs> I think we compare ourselves our homes too much to the showrooms. Right. Looks, you know, looking homes and feel like we fall short because of that. And then we start, you know, we get upset with our kids because, you know, right. so and so's home, she's got more kids than I do and look at her puzzles are all organized in alphabetical order mm-hmm. and the toys are all put away and her kids' faces are always clean uh-huh. and her hair is always neat. And, you know, and then we look at our own homes and there's socks on the kitchen table and, you know, kids are running around and you just clean the glass and they put their little fingers all over it. And then we get real frustrated thinking that we're not good enough. And, you know, if the the health department isn't coming in to shut down your home, you know, or if you're not, you know, eligible to, you know, be on hoarders, you know, I think you're all right. Right. You know, Um, of course we want it to be clean. And Mm -hmm. like you said, a house of order does help us to feel spiritually you know, fit,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it doesn't have to be perfect either. And if we, I think, ask ourselves first, you know, am I striving for perfection? Am I comparing myself to someone else and mm-hmm. not even knowing what that other person's full situation is? Right. You know, am mm-hmm. I doing that or am I, can I compare myself to, you know, did I do better today than I did yesterday? Am I doing better today than I did a year ago? That's, I think, where if we put our focus there, then we won't get so stressed out about different things. And yeah. that would probably be a better way to spend your 15 minutes
2: <laughs> right. if you
1: don't really have time to get into cleaning, right. you know. And yeah. then just kind of accept imperfect work from our kids. Right.
0: Yes, that's been a hard you know? one for me to learn. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't want to do it right. for one, and then they're going to do the bare minimum. And my job, I think, as a uh-huh. parent is just to keep teaching them And really my job is to not lose patience with the whole thing because I can lose my cool a lot when I'm like, don't you understand that this is supposed to be clean? And is that really what I'm going for? I think we always have to look at the why, like if we're really just trying to clean our house, then just do it yourself. But if you're trying to teach your children how to clean, then your expectations have to come down and you have to make that the priority i think that um too what you were saying is really interesting in the fact that we shouldn't compare ourselves because i had a few roommates in college and then one after i graduated from college and was working and she had a talent of organizing and being really organized and neat and as i've gone through my life i realized some people have that talent just like Anything Mm -hmm. else in our life, not all of us are going to be great at organizing. Not all of us are going to be great at cleaning and having an immaculate house. I think some moms who are that way, that's like they love to do it. It's their talent. It's something that their brain just wraps itself around and can really compartmentalize and do. And I don't have that kind of brain. So I've kind of, instead of trying to be totally crazy about having everything perfect, I have, like, a standard that's probably below a lot of other people's, but I just kind of let it go a lot of times. And it's not that I'm not trying to improve on that area. It's just that I just know, like, that's not how my brain works. My brain and my talents are in other areas. And I really think that you need to... Just realize that, and that's when you call in other people who are talented in those areas to help you, (laughs) because we all have different. Where I come in, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So I'm like, yes, that's when you hire a cleaning lady who like will know how to do all those things that maybe I'm just like I just can't wrap my brain around it, and it's worth the money for me to spend on something like that. So I'm really glad that you brought that up to not compare, because I think that is really, really, really important.
1: We all do it. You know, we just need to catch ourselves when we're doing it and then, you know, right. ask ourselves, you know, am I right. doing
0: that again? Right. Yeah. So I think you've already kind of mentioned this a little bit, but I, why do you think that cleaning is so important for our homes as well as our lives on a spiritual and emotional level? Could you just kind of hit on that again? Cause I think that that's one of the things yeah. that I really, um, appreciate about you is it's, like I said earlier in the interview, that it's not just about the cleaning.
1: Like I said, you know, those little games that I might play with myself, you know, that Uh I might be, as I'm cleaning, I will think that here's an area where I'm struggling spiritually and that association right there, you know, Uh um, to me, that, that helps me to want to do it, to, you know, be encouraged, to be inspired. And then just having a, you know, having that Like I said, with the, you know, a lot of people, oh my gosh, in-laws are coming over. (laughs) We got to clean this house, and you shove everything in the closet, and it looks great, you know, but it doesn't feel great because you know that if somebody opens up that closet, they're probably gonna you're gonna call nine one one, you know, because they're gonna be hit by an avalanche of all the junk that you've right. accumulated, that you felt like you really needed to have, and you don't, and you just never did get rid of it. I remember reading a story, too, about, uh-huh. um, it was this woman who was coaching another woman that was really struggling with, uh, it, she had a lot of physical problems, too, uh, uh-huh. physically, and she was she had problems with, with her weight, she was constipated, and um, she just was always tense, and uh-huh. so she was seeing a woman that was coached that was helping her, and she told her to go home and clean out one of her closets, she mm-hmm. thought, you know, why would I need to clean out my closet? I mean, that's, you know, what does that have to do with the, my my physical issues?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: she told it just to just do it. It was therapeutic. So what she did was she went through all her stuff individually, you know, and kind of looked at it, questioning, do I need this or not? Where should I put it? Where would be a better place to keep it? You know, organized the clothing that was in her closet, you know, got rid of stuff that didn't fit. Quit hanging on to that size six if you, you know, if you're, Let's say a size fourteen, you know, <laughs> you know. Let somebody else have it. You know, get rid of it. Um, so she did all those things, and her constipation cleared up. That's that was a manifestation of how she was holding on to different stressful situations. How she right. was holding on to maybe things from the past, or, or you know, um, in the case of the size six dress, with the being a size fourteen, she was holding on to false situation you know she wasn't grasping reality is the way that it is one of the things I did it's kind of on a side note but um you know as with struggling with weight issues uh-huh. was you know I always had <laughs> I had my weight on my driver's license was way lower <laughs> than what it actually was <laughs> and when I got my driver's license renewed I put my real weight on there
2: uh-huh. and
1: it became easier to you know for me to exercise and you know because not because it was on there but because quit, quit trying to force myself to accept a false situation or trying to make a, you know, quit trying to avoid accepting reality the way that it really is. Right. And then you can move on. And so that's what happened with this woman was that, you know, uh, first of all, it was a one little thing. She wasn't asked to tackle her whole home. She was Uh asked to just do her closet. And by doing that, you know, she started recognizing different things about herself, which I think the coaching her coach actually knew Uh because you can probably tell by looking at somebody maybe the way they that that she might carry herself that she was holding on to stuff and usually our homes show that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they will show what we're you know we're we're hiding things from ourselves or we're trying to avoid looking at reality or Mm -hmm. we're trying to avoid some unpleasant situation and by facing that, we're able to get rid of that excess and then move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that to me, that, that I thought that was a perfect demonstration of how that affects us spiritually, mentally, and physically, even because,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, um, it physically affected this woman and, um, and she was able to, you know, begin her healing process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, having a clean home in that sense, um, whether it's, you know, Sometimes it's best, you know, some things you're going to have to do yourself. Mm -hmm. And then other things, you know, don't beat yourself up. I don't beat myself up. I'm not a rocket scientist. Uh I can't really, you know, grasp that. But that's why we have other people who are rocket scientists. (laughs) My talent is over in this area. So, you know, I try to accept that and move on. But, um, And then for me to be an instrument and helping to bring something like that about, you know, people really are busy today. Uh-huh. You know, maybe more than they should be, but um, whether whether they are or not, you know, that's a great opportunity for me to come in and, and hopefully be a blessing in, in other people's lives right. um, to take that one thing off their plate. You know, I can't fix cars.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I take my car to a mechanic and I have him do it. Right. You know, no shame in that. I'm too busy to, I could probably study and do that right. myself, but, you know, I'm just really not going to, so yeah. Um, and we really, in the cleaning industry, there's a whole lot of cleaning companies, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard to find someone that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the things that I work hard to um, develop that relationship of trust between mm-hmm. me and the families I clean for
2: mm-hmm. and then the
1: people that would work for me. If it's not somebody I can trust with my hundreds of dollars of equipment and supplies,
2: mm-hmm. then I won't
1: trust them in your home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think that that's something that really kind of sets you apart from other people that I've, you know, maybe some of those, uh, you know, franchise companies, cleaning companies or whatever, is that you have a very personal touch that you're really into maintaining a safe environment for your clients to trust you being in their home when they're not there or, um, and you're just honest. And I think that that's a really great trait to be able to have when you have somebody like that in your home kind of in I think having a house cleaner is kind of an intimate person to have come into your life it's kind of an intimate experience because they see all of your dirt you know quote unquote right and so you want to be able to trust that person and be able to know that they're going to take care of in that way in a sensitive manner so I think that's awesome about you right Okay. Well, thank you. You're yeah. making me blush. Oh. <laughs> so, for those of us who are lucky enough to live in this area, just outside of St. Louis, how can people that are listening to this that live near you, perhaps hire you? How would they get in touch with you?
1: Okay. Well, I'm. I have someone that's working on a website for me. Uh-huh. Um, she's also part of our self-reliance classes,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, and she's going to do my. Um, He's going to do my headshot. I do have a phone number, which, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give that out if that's okay with you.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: fine. um, you can either, you know, text me or call me until I get that website up. Phone number is 636-577-4760. Okay. You can also email me if uh-huh. that's better. Um, at feeling the clean, it's okay. not feel the clean, but cause feel the clean was taken. Can you believe that? <laughs> so it's, the clean okay. at gmail.com. It's all lowercase letters. Okay. So you can email me. Usually a cleaning company is not going to give you an hourly. You They're not going to tell uh-huh. you how much it costs per hour. Right. Because there's a lot of other different factors that you need to consider in there too. Like if you wanted me to clean your carpet and I had to bring in a big old carpet cleaner,
2: right. you know,
1: then that's going to take, that would obviously cost a little bit more because then there's an extra hour that I have to spend cleaning that out, you know, right. when I'm done. So those kinds of things, but generally it's $35 an hour. A lot of cleaning companies, I think that they, since they won't tell you what it is, it generally comes out to 35 and 50 an hour. So, and I am bonded and insured, which means, you know, and licensed. So, I mean, it's, you're, you're totally legit. legit. Yeah. Totally legit. (laughs) Um, I am legal. Finally. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a way different feeling than when you're just, you know, cause there are a lot of really good people that clean houses, you know, individuals, right. but they're not bonded and insured. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, I mean, you're lucky if nothing really serious happens, but it just, you know, adds to that feeling of, you know, if something really serious does happen. You know, yeah. there's, there's that backup. Um, yeah. Rather not use it, but I'm glad to have it there. It feels better. Yeah. You know, knowing it's there. Yeah. So those would be ways you can get a hold of me. Um, And uh, I do have everything. That means, you know, you do not have to get a vacuum or clean it out or worry about it. Your cleaning supplies, all that stuff. I mean, that's fine if there's something that somebody insists that I use Mm -hmm. instead of something they may have,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and that's fine. But I prefer to have my own supplies and stuff because if your vacuum breaks down... You know, at least I have mine, and I know mine works. Right. You know, I know how to how to fix mine, and it's you know, it's a Dyson, and I just I just love those. Right. So it, it it gets a lot of stuff, so that all that's taken care of, so you don't have to worry about you know, where is the oh it's cleaning day? Shoot, I forgot, and I right. gotta find <laughs> everything. You don't have to do any of that. It's all right. you know, all included. Yeah, the Swiffer dusters, the whole thing.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate you being willing to come on. I think you're a great individual and I'm so glad that I took the class at church. So now I know you and now I'm hoping that Yay. your phone starts ringing off the hook with people who want to hire you. So
1: <laughs> they should. Well, thank you. I kind of <laughs> hope so, too. And I am I'm excited, too. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, after, well, I'm sure after, you know, class is over this week after our yeah. presentations that, you know, I definitely am going to be staying in contact with you because uh, yeah. I'm interested like, of the coaching. Um, yeah. We all can use that. You yes. Know? No matter how much we know, there's yes. always so much more to learn.
0: Yep. We so, all need a cleaning uh, lady you so like you, and we all need a coach yeah. <laughs> like me. We're good. Yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed being on your, um, I guess it's, I don't know it's a show, podcast, or podcast, I'm yeah. not that technologically savvy, so. <laughs> Uh, But it was really nice getting to talk to you this morning, and um, I look forward to, to seeing more of you.
0: Yes. Thank you, Laura. Have a great day. So once again, thank you, Laura. Thank you for your willingness to come on the podcast and to be open and to share your testimony, not only of Jesus Christ, but also be willing to share so many great cleaning tips. And I have to say the thing, the one question that surprised me the answer that surprised me the most was where to focus your 15 minutes. And the reason that it surprised me the most was because of course I wasn't expecting her to say that. Like I thought she was gonna say, you should focus on your kitchen, like, or your living room, or um, the place that gets the most traffic. But she said where you spend the majority of your time, where your workspace is. So be that your, your desk, like I have a desk that I'm sitting at right now, that is not as clean as it should be as i look at it um and i'm definitely going to have to spend 15 minutes just tidying it up um be that your um kitchen i do know that a lot of kitchens are the major workspaces and so i think that that's why that's one that's pretty common that's talked about that we should spend some effort in um cleaning up um and also i'm going to go back to your bedroom like clean up your bedroom that's your your workspace in terms of getting your head and your thoughts and your, the rest that you need in your life and getting back on your game. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that. I hope everybody local, I hope her, you start calling Laura and her phone starts ringing off the hook. I should probably call her myself before, um, she gets all gobbled up with her time. So definitely give her a call and, um, get her to come clean your house because, we all need help in that department, I think. Maybe not some of you, but I could definitely use it. <laughs> okay, so I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you next week where we will t- be talking about the spiritual importance of having a making a house a home and that why I think that that is probably the number 1 thing that makes a house a home. And then we will be moving on to May here pretty soon. And I'm super excited about that topic, which is going to be all about mothering. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.